0: Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. Yesterday was Election Day, and Michigan Democratic voters have now picked Vice President Joe Biden as this state's choice to take on Donald Trump. In the November presidential election, Biden won very big over Senator Bernie Sanders yesterday, avoiding a repeat of 2016 when Sanders shocked everybody by beating then a candidate, Hillary Clinton. This time voters turned out for the more moderate establishment candidate. So what does this mean for the presidential contest moving forward? That is where we begin the conversation today, and we want to hear from you about your election day experiences yesterday, what choice you made and why, and what you think is gonna happen now. Wasn't just in Michigan that Joe Biden ran up big numbers. He won in Missouri and Mississippi, and uh, unbelievably in all three states, he won in every county in those states. This was not just beating Bernie Sanders. This was drubbing the Vermont Senator. So. Where does the campaign go from here? Does Sanders continue and try to find a new path to the nomination? Or should he get out of the race and throw his support behind Joe Biden in anticipation of the fight against the Republican Party and its nominee, Donald Trump, in November? As always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313 577 one zero one nine. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work you into the conversation. We especially want to hear today from supporters of Bernie Sanders. Are you happy with the direction that the Democratic nominating process is going right now? Uh, are you considering throwing your support behind Joe Biden because you think he'll be the nominee? Talk us through your thought process as we get ready for the sort of general election campaign. If you support Bernie Sanders, how disappointed are you in the performance that he's had so far since Super Tuesday when Joe Biden really got up off the mat and started to fight in a really different way in this contest? Again, the number on the phones is 313 577 1019. And joining us now to talk more about what happened yesterday is Ron Fournier. He is the president of the Truscott-Rossman PR firm. He's a former publisher of Crane's Detroit Business and was the Associated Press Washington Bureau Chief for many years. Ron Fournier, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me. It's nice to
1: live here and not just to be parachuting into Michigan (laughs) like I used to in the old days.
0: Right? That's right. You saw it up close. Yeah. Um, So let's start with you talking about yesterday's results. Were you surprised by the numbers that Joe Biden ran up?
1: Not after South Carolina and Super Tuesday, which told me one thing. Um, uh, The election yesterday uh, in Michigan and elsewhere was much more about Donald Trump than it is about Joe Biden. What happened here four years ago was Michigan Democrats didn't think that Donald Trump had a chance to be president. So they thought they could take a chance on change. So a lot of them, more than we expected, voted for Bernie Sanders for all the reasons that you know he, you might imagine. They thought it was a safe bet because there's no way Donald Trump was going to become president. Four years later, we now see what happens when Donald Trump is president, and we now know that he could become president. So the number one motivating force of Democratic voters is to beat Trump. Hmm. What yesterday was about is the, part, the voters have decided that most of them, that their party, that the people who think like them and, and, and vote like them, are you coming for better or worse? Are we coming behind Biden, and we have to get behind one person. And uh, once that w- that narrative was set in South Carolina and underscored in in Super Tuesday, you could see this train of
0: coming. Yeah, this is about beating Donald Trump. And so, if you're Bernie Sanders, I mean, you've covered lots of presidential campaigns before. Uh, give us a glimpse into what you think is going on inside that campaign this oh, morning. I ache for
1: them. Uh, uh, there's an old line, John McCain stole it from somebody, uh, that the only cure for the presidential bug is embalming fluid. <laughs> oh, God. Once you oh, get this close. it's so clo- morbid. That's <laughs> yeah. terrible. But it's true. Look, once you get this close to the presidency, and, and Bernie Sanders was awfully close to the presidency. Um, he's, he's run two amazing campaigns. He is a man ahead of his time. Uh, uh, the issues that he's supported, the causes that he's for, will be the mainstream of the Democratic Party a cycle or two from now because young voters who love Bernie Sanders but don't vote enough <laughs> will get older. Um, their parents and grandparents will age out, and they will become the mainstream of the party. But right now, time has passed. This is not his right election. Mm. This is not his time. So it's hard for him To acknowledge that it's hard for his supporters to acknowledge that it's natural not to let go. So I would advise Democrats um, who support uh, Biden, who want to unify, not to be in too much of a hurry to push Bernie Sanders and his people aside. They'll see the writing on the wall, but but give them time, give them space, give them the respect they deserve.
0: I thought Joe Biden did did a lot of that gesturing last night. I thought so too. He didn't he didn't come out in victory lap and mm-hmm. sort of run around the stage. He was very gracious in the way that he described Bernie Sanders and his supporters and said, "We want you, we need you, and we want to work." together to
1: bring the party together. And they need to hear that over and over again from not just Joe Biden, but from everybody in the party. And look, you could make an argument it'd be the best thing for Joe Biden to to uh, debate Bernie Sanders again and to spend a couple more weeks competing. A Competition makes you better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernie Sanders made Hillary Clinton better four mm-hmm. years ago. Um, uh, we don't want this, we, being anybody who de- wants to d- defeat Donald Trump, which includes me, wouldn't want this to go through June or to the convention, um, but- It doesn't have to happen overnight. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Of course, we have lots of callers who want to talk about this, and their questions I'm seeing here on the monitor are so good, I'm going to start mixing them in uh, early today. Let's start with Maya in Detroit. Maya, what's on your mind?
2: Hi, I'm super disappointed with the numbers, and I'm actually extremely surprised that um, they called it, for Biden when the polls had just closed and the absentee ballots hadn't even been calculated. I, I believe it was something like 80% increase mm-hmm. in absentee ballots and it's yeah. still not even calculated. My issue is that, um, yes, I'm a Bernie supporter, but the narrative that has been controlled and pushed um, by the establishment has been so consistently against Bernie. Um, through the media, to everything, constantly asking people that support Bernie, are you going to vote for Biden if he becomes, you know, the, the nominee, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and, you know, that he, Bernie's not electable and that Bernie's crazy and socialism. Not once has the narrative been real and honest by the media in terms of all modern countries having health care. You know, like every modern country on the planet has health care for all their residents it's not socialism that's not communism you know they're not asking biden supporters ever i never hear anyone asking biden supporters would you vote for bernie if he became Hmm. the nominee and so you know what has been not looked at is what political experts have been you know like discussing and saying when you have um when you want to win against a Republican. You have to put you have to vote progressive because Republicans view moderate when they when they're given a choice. They they will always vote for the Republican because they view moderates as a fake Republican Mm. and they view Republicans as a real Republican. And so when you have a base like that, like what Trump has right now, very motivated and it's known that Republicans vote, they're Really committed to voting sure and so you know what i mean like you can't so maya fight, so maya you can't fight with a moderate you can't you, let you, me your only your only hope is to fight like to take down trump with so the maya rest.
0: maya let me let me ask you a, a question uh, and i and i can feel through the line your frustration here Wh- what what are you going to do in november if joe biden is the nominee
2: well this is the thing you're asking me that again Well, I'm
0: asking it now because it seems like Joe Biden is is got he's running up an insurmountable lead.
2: But he's not. Nobody's saying that 53 percent of the delegates are still out there.
0: No, they are. Uh, Okay, but you know
2: what I mean? So how can how can it be assumed that? Oh, no, Joe has. I don't
0: think I'm I don't think I'm assuming I'm asking. I'm saying if if that comes to pass, what would you do?
2: But you can't ask me if you're not gonna ask Biden supporters the same problem. Well, I,
0: I I don't have a problem asking Biden supporters with what what they would do. We've been asking everybody who calls the show for I the last actually, two weeks.
2: I, I actually haven't haven't really heard that from like NPR, from like WDT, when I'm tuning in to your show, like they're not asking Biden supporters that. They're, the assumption, the narrative is that, oh well, Biden's in the lead and Biden's going to, you know. So why, why, why think that way right now, and push that per, like that perception? Well, that's why a fair question. I think right? it's a, yeah, what,
0: it, what? I think it's a fair question, and and I I have been asking it of everybody who calls, right, no matter who they support. I, my question is, what happens if your candidate doesn't win? What are you, what are you prepared to do? But, but Maya, I, I absolutely appreciate the, the frustration that I feel from you and that you are certainly feeling really strongly this morning. Go ahead, Ron.
1: Yeah, as do I. She, she reflects something that um, um, is, is unmistakable in the data, and that is that Bernie Sanders' supporters are much more passionate about Bernie Sanders than Biden supporters are of Biden. Again, the support behind Biden right now is more about um, the perception that he can beat Trump. It's not a passion for for Biden, which does exist for Sanders to his credit. On the idea that establishment is behind Biden, I have a problem with that because I think that diminishes um, the votes of African Americans in South Carolina, in Detroit in Michigan, um, in all these states that we've had on Super Tuesday. Um, And the votes of suburban, um, especially suburban women. Um, um, uh, Those are two blocks that did not come out in 2016, which is why Hillary Clinton lost in Michigan in the primaries and why she lost to Donald Trump in Michigan. Those voters have sent the signal right or wrong, whether Maya agrees with it or not. They have said Biden is their choice. They're not the establishment. Um, the establishment in, in DC does not get a vote until the second ballot uh, in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And it looks like we're not going to have that second ballot because, again, let's get back to data. It's not just a narrative the media has created, the math right now um, leans heavily towards Biden. It's, it is almost mathematically impossible for Biden to make up the, for Bernie Sanders to make up the difference in delegates right now because of the way the Democratic Party, the rules that Bernie Sanders endorsed and actually changed the way they allocate uh, delegates. It's hard to close a um, a lead because you have to win a state by a huge amounts. Right. you got to run up your total so right, much. Right. And if you look at the states that are left, right. it's hard to see where... And, and these are rules that Bernie endorsed, that Bernie actually changed. So this isn't a conspiracy against... The Sanders campaign. Yeah, Uh,
0: I I also want to address something that Maya said about this idea that you have to run against Trump with a really progressive candidate. mm -hmm. I I think that's a really interesting take on 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 the way things look right now. I, I also think, though, you have to look at history and who's been elected from the Democratic side more frequently. It's it's a long, long time before the most progressive. A Democratic candidate was able to beat a Republican. But I also am willing to say that we're we're in a different time. I mean, I think it's hard to use historical examples to, to talk about what might happen this November. What do you think about that idea, though, that to beat Trump, you have to have somebody who is really the
1: opposite? I actually look at it differently than most people do. I don't think it's a we need to have somebody who's progressive or we need to have somebody moderate. I actually think, and I hope I'm wrong, uh, that this is going to be an aberration because Biden does not fit what I'm about to say. I actually think the way to beat a change agent incumbent is with another change agent. Um, we need uh, the, the when the, when when Bill Clinton was a change agent president, and he ran for re-election. The Republicans put up Bob Dole. Status quo got beat. Uh, with with George Bush, the Democrats put up John Kerry in 2004. Got beat. Um, the, Democrat, uh, the Republicans put up Mitt Romney against Barack Obama got beat. I've been saying all along Joe Biden wasn't the best candidate to post up against Donald Trump, that you need a change agent candidate, somebody like a Bernie Sanders, if he's not too extreme for uh, um, election, uh, general election val- uh, voters, or somebody like Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping, because I, I don't think Donald Trump should be reelected, that this is, in your, in your words, an aberration. That in this case a moderate safe status quo return to normalcy type candidate um, which usually i think is a disaster historically is but up against somebody as big of a disaster and as much of an aberration as donald and trump outlier right? maybe this is what the people want I, I know this it's what democratic voters have decided they think can be trump mm-hmm. right or wrong that's the decision that's been made
0: yeah maya uh, i really appreciate the call and and the power of your frustration uh, that we could kind of feel through that hear, hear. Uh, telephone line is is really important and 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 powerful. Uh let's go to Frank in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit today. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? Uh I'm
3: good. Uh with all due respect to the commentary of your guest, mm-hmm. uh you know, there are a lot of people in this country who aren't quite as non-thinking as uh, it's assumed that we are. And uh, what the DNC has done is hand Mr. Trump, one of the few people on the planet that he can beat in a debate. And uh, I think he's going to win again.
0: You do? You've
3: taken the candidate that the people wanted and substituted through influence of the media, and uh, I guess, I don't know, strong-arming or persuading candidates to drop out. Uh, if you remember, if you recall, the first few uh, primary elections, nobody wanted to vote for Biden. Uh, they you're were right. voting for everybody else. You yeah. started voting for him when they dropped out.
0: Yeah, so and, Frank, uh, so Frank, I'm going to Frank, I'm <laughs> going to challenge you just a bit. You you started out by saying that people are acting as though the media are acting as though people aren't as smart as they actually are, but then you say. That that the media has beguiled people somehow into into voting for someone that they don't support. I mean, the idea that the people are not making this choice is kind of odd, isn't it? I mean, these are votes? Well, no, that-
3: not really because uh, you know you're you work in the media. You know how uh, influential the media is. All you got to do is watch MSNBC or CNN. And they've been talking about, how do we beat Bernie? How do we beat Bernie? Aren't you supposed to be talking about how do we beat Trump? Hmm. Hmm. No, Frank, you want to beat Bernie. <laughs> the, the, the Frank, I, I— want to beat Bernie is because, I mean, if you listen to what Bernie says, I mean, he wants to break up all of these monopolies. You know, you, you have these companies, what, six companies own most of the media in this country?
0: Hmm. He
3: wants to break that up.
0: Hmm. Uh, Frank I, 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 I Frank, I disagree with you, but I really do appreciate that you called and and shared that uh, that opinion. I think a lot of a lot of Sanders supporters kind of feel like that they feel like the fix is somehow in against their candidate because and, and I again I think what happened in 2016 where there was this kind of anti-democratic or or super democratic, uh, dynamic on the Democratic side because of these superdelegates, I think that has a lingering effect there's a hangover almost from that that says there's no way for a candidate who says the things that Bernie stands uh, or, or stands for can win yeah this is Ron Frank I appreciate where you're coming
1: from um, as a uh, longtime member of the mainstream media um, let me just tell you that um, anecdotally uh, the media's strength has um, um, decrease exponentially over the 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 20 years we don't have the influence we had to and here's two examples the media including me uh, was telling you it was telling um its viewers up until two weeks ago that joe biden was toast the media had written off joe biden if the media was was um as influential as some believe joe biden would have been dead um to the campaign a year ago the media also um including myself, really was critical of Hillary Clinton, um, to the point that Hillary Clinton's voters are still blaming the media, not Hillary Clinton, for her losing in 2016. Um, um, But yet Hillary Clinton won the nomination and won the popular vote. So um, I agree with you that we should not think of voters as non-thinking. I respect the voters in South Carolina, um, most of whom were African-American, who are very pragmatic, um, very sophisticated voters— And they decided that Joe Biden was the best person to beat Donald Trump. I don't happen to agree with that personally, as I've explained, but I sure as heck respect it. And um, um, I'm not going to um, uh, blame the DNC for decisions that voters made. And um, I feel your pain, but boy, I hope we all can get behind
0: the person who is nominated um, and defeat Donald Trump. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to continue talking about the results here in Michigan yesterday and the trajectory going forward. Can Bernie Sanders stay in the race and maybe continue to challenge Joe Biden, or is this is this contest over? Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. Tom in Northwest Detroit, another Maya on the west side of Detroit, Michael in Sterling Heights, Ali in Detroit, who's back on the line, will get to you. If you want to join them, 313-577-1019 is the number. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.
3: We are a step
0: closer to restoring decency, dignity, and honor to the White House. That's our ultimate goal. That was former Vice President Joe Biden yesterday talking about his big day in the Michigan and Mississippi and Missouri primaries, where he won every county in all three states, surprising even the most seasoned analysts, analysts who uh, had said that it was likely that Biden would win in those contests, but that uh, it might be close, that Bernie Sanders might still have some strength, especially in states like Michigan, which he won. Four years ago. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, I'm glad you've tuned in. We're talking about yesterday's results and what is coming up next. What will happen to the Bernie Sanders campaign? Uh, Will Joe Biden uh, close this out early and focus on Donald Trump and bringing the party together to try to defeat Donald Trump in November? Or is this still a battle that we're going to see? Unfold over the next couple of weeks. We want to hear from you about what your experience was yesterday voting. We want to hear if you uh, voted for Joe Biden, why. If we want to hear if you voted for Bernie Sanders, whether you are disappointed in his uh, in his performance and what you make of that performance, what that means for the contests that are. Coming up, uh, we've got Ron Fournier with us. He is the president of the Truscott-Rossman PR firm, former publisher of Crane's Detroit Business, and was the Associated Press Washington Bureau chief. Uh, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put uh, comments there or go to Twitter. hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you back into the conversation. We heard early in the program today from a woman named Maya, a very passionate Bernie Sanders supporter who was really frustrated at the way the media have covered this entire contest. She thinks that there has been a strong bias in favor of Joe Biden and against Bernie Sanders. I want to go to another Maya on the west side of Detroit uh, to hear what her thoughts are on what happened yesterday. Maya, welcome to the program.
2: Good
4: morning. This is the other Maya,
0: <laughs> and
4: uh, I absolutely agree with her. Um, I'm one. I'm a little bit embarrassed that African American voters or the thought of African-American voters are, oh, they're just going to vote for Biden. They're going to vote for Biden. Why? Why are we voting for Biden? Because of Obama. That's it? I, <laughs> that
0: I mean, I, it. I, really? I, I do like, think... Are we
4: looked at to be so um, myopic, so dim, that we can't look at uh, actual records? You know, and it, it's it's frustrating, for me, you know. Um, and with Bernie, Maya's right again. That's how the narrative is, you know, socialists. Oh, they're going to use scare tactics. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. But they're, they're, um, they're projecting a lot, you know, and it's unfortunate that some of us can't look at people's records, what they say, what they do
0: because it's just pageantry. It feels yeah. like pageantry. So, so Maya, Maya, I want to push a little on this question of why African-American voters are supporting Joe Biden. You say that it's because of Obama and that that's too simplistic a narrative. But I, I saw someone last night on television, and I won't remember who it was, which, which analyst it was, who was talking a little more about why Joe Biden's association with Barack Obama was so powerful for black voters, and he talked about the idea of standing by the first president the way Joe Biden did, and sticking up for the first black president the way Joe Biden did, carrying water for Barack Obama in Congress the way he did to get the ACA passed, for instance. you say that that is sort of superficial, this sort of association with Obama, but it, it but it's really not. I mean, it's a substantive part of his record. And there are lots of things that African-Americans support or benefited from out of the Obama administration that Joe Biden played a big role in. What what what's wrong with that way of of, of seeing that black support for him? Well,
4: you know, um, that. That I can get by, and I'm not trying to insult any of the um, other African-Americans that are voting for him. Um, He said he was standing by him, and he he was, I guess, loyal to to the president. Mm -hmm. He was the vice president. Isn't he supposed to
0: do those things? No, yeah, well, that's true. He's
4: supposed to do those things. <laughs> if he was on Obama's ticket, they weren't
0: going
4: to—they weren't going to choose somebody that wasn't going to.
0: Yeah. Are they? Well, that's a—that's that, a good point too, Maya. I mean, that is the expectation. But I do think that that black voters or some black voters at least. See him as this critical partner in the Obama administration, and it's not just that that he was there. As I said, I mean, this is somebody who who did a lot of work to try to get some of the more progressive things that came out of the Obama administration through Congress. And I, I, again, I mean, I, I I think it's a little more complicated than than maybe some of us are are if, interpreting. If I could, if I could, Steve, I add one more thing to it. Um, I don't think African-American
1: voters are voting for Biden because um, he worked for Obama. I think, again, African-American voters are very sophisticated. They want to win. They want to beat Donald Trump. So let's go back to 2008. African-American voters didn't vote for Barack Obama just because he was black. For a long time, African-American voters weren't voting for Obama. Um, He was losing desperately in the polls to Hillary Clinton among African-Americans until he won Iowa. So it, it was it was the color of his skin and and, and, and you know and, and their shared experience plus his ability to win is what got African Americans to go for Obama. And I think it's the same with Biden. Yes, maybe he gets some some credit because he worked for for Obama, but that would not have been enough if he had not shown um, in the at least in the eyes of most African American voters that he could beat trump.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Maya, again, thanks very much for the call and the really thoughtful. Uh, additions to the conversation here. I want to read a couple of Twitter comments that we've gotten. Todd says, I personally find it offensive when a Sanders supporter states that my support for Joe Biden is forced on by the media. First of all, Sanders is an independent, not a Democrat. Second, the pendulum does not need to swing to the next extreme. It needs to come to the middle. Julia on Twitter says, I think Bernie's strategy of appealing to young people and some disaffected Republicans might have worked in the general election, but not for women winning a primary, especially in a narrow field. I'm disappointed to see a less progressive candidate be the likely nominee, but I'm encouraged by Biden's speech last night. I plan to get involved with his campaign going forward so we can get as many people voting blue in November As possible. And Josh on Twitter says Sanders supporter here. If Biden wants the support of Sanders supporters, he needs to make an effort to win them over or at the very least not alienate them. He's not off to a great start. Josh, who maybe didn't hear Biden's speech last night or maybe just was not impressed by it. All right. Let's go back to Ali, who is back with us on the line. Ali in Detroit. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you?
3: Very good. Listen, I was going to vote for Sanders until the last minute, practically. And one of the things that turned me off about Sanders, I thought that his supporters are not unifying enough to vote for him. And I was really got worried about how they treated other people who were not pro-Sanders. And that really turned me off because you need the base to win. If the base treats I mean, all the Democrats are basically in one vote. We all want to defeat Trump. If they treat every other person like an enemy, it makes it very difficult to win in a general election.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Ali, I really appreciate the call and the thoughts. Uh, Ron Fournier, that is a very important dimension of the conversation as well, this divisiveness that you feel from some Sanders supporters. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say all of them. I mean, I know a lot of people who support Bernie Sanders, who are about making sure that the party comes together and and winning together and things like that. But you do have this element that is really abrasive and and really divisive. And some of it reflects the same kind of things that we see among the president's core supporters.
1: Yeah, this idea uh, divisive, abrasive, but also this absolutism. You're you're either 100 percent for me or you're 100 percent against me. That's the kind of thing you get in populist movement candidates. Um, And that's one thing that Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump share. Um, They are both populist movement uh, candidates and they draw fervent supporters um, who think that anyone who doesn't think exactly like them um, um, is somehow very, very wrong. And uh, it's hard to build beyond your base when you have that kind of a of a, of a movement. It's why your populist candidates usually have a ceiling that they that they bump up against, and that's what's happened to Bernie Sanders. It hasn't happened. You know, Trump was able to win last year, even though he hit a ceiling. Um, the question is, can Democrats this year have a broad enough of a coalition like they did two years ago um, to overwhelm uh, t- Trump's base? They showed in 2018 they could do it. Uh, the question is, can they do it again? Yeah.
0: Uh, justin on twitter says i've been a bernie supporter since before 2016 and it's sad to see the establishment rally behind an awful candidate due to a false sense of quote electability the primary is not over yet and once people see bernie one-on-one with biden it will be clear who the weaker candidate is david on twitter says bernie supporter here hope he rebounds but today stings i maintain." Uh, To work for whoever wins the Democratic primary, I'd be lying if I said Biden Biden inspires me like Bernie does. He doesn't. The bold vision that excites isn't there, but he's a steady hand versus our current president. Let's go back to the phones here. Michael in Sterling Heights, you're up next. What's on your mind?
5: Oh, yeah. I'm a Bernie supporter, and you asked if we would be willing to support Biden in the general, and I'm one of the people that will not support Biden in the general.
0: Okay, tell me why.
5: Well, he takes money from companies. He can get my vote, but he has to return every penny he's ever taken from any company in this you know election cycle and swear it off forever. And he has to convince his friend to shut down the super PAC. That's his friend. His friend will listen to him. But I'm not going to vote for a candidate who takes money from like United Health because or you know, Exxon Mobile or anything because I don't agree with Exxon Mobile mm-hmm. and I don't agree with United Health and he cannot satisfy both of us. He's if legislation comes to his desk, he can't find legislation that United Health is happy with and that I'm happy with. Mm. And he's going to go with the, you know, group that gave him more money and those companies are giving him a ton of money.
0: So so, so... what's the point yeah, so Michael, I, I think that's a, a perfectly reasonable point of view, but I, I would imagine that you have a hard time choosing candidates at the ballot box, though, then. I, mean, you know, so, I I
5: look at, the first thing I look at is, did they take any money from a corporation? They, look, if, if Biden got $2,700, the maximum allowed from Jeff Bezos, right? that's okay. If he got it from Amazon, that's not okay.
0: Right, so, so, so tell me... So tell corporate. me, Michael. Michael, in the last gubernatorial race, for instance, who did you vote for?
5: Oh, uh, I did, I don't think I voted for any. I didn't vote for Whitmer. No, she was pretty much Blue Cross Blue Shield. Mm. But I also didn't vote for the Republican. I think I just voted for the Green Party because they. I think I, if I remember correctly, that candidate did not take any corporate money. So
0: did you not vote, or did you vote for? an alternative I think camera? I voted
5: for a green I don't remember yeah. which one for the gubernatorial
0: yeah. and so um,
5: but I always do google like you know, I go to like the FEC filing website. Sure, yeah, um, you can
0: see who's and I giving. Look see,
5: does they take any corporate money? Yeah. they're allowed so, to take it from rich people. I don't care if if somebody has twenty million dollars. Well, uh, yeah, but you're not talking
0: about yeah, you're not talking about individual contributions. You're talking about pack contributions. I, and I I think that's a reasonable point of view. I, I I really appreciate your calling and and sharing that with with the listeners. I mean, money in politics is a huge huge problem in this country, I, I, I wish it were different. I would like to know what Michael thinks about will you vote for a candidate who takes
1: money from the government, who uses the power of his office to benefit financially so that his family and himself make money off of, off of
0: taxpayer dollars. Are you okay with that? Michael, are you still there?
5: There, so.
0: I'm sorry, can you repeat that?
5: I'm not gonna vote for Trump either. Right. Trump takes corporate money and he does all that stuff. Yeah, I understand that. But, you know, Biden also takes corporate money, so I'm not voting for either of them. Um, And, you know, I'm not the only one that you know, is, I guess, what's the term, Bernie or Bust? But you have to look at the numbers. There's, for example, Lindy Lee, she's a Biden surrogate. She said she would not vote for uh, Bernie in the general. So how many people are in that camp and how many people are in the you know, camp of only right. Bernie, yeah. and which one of us has you know more, yeah. and that's really because you, you're going to get to any blue, you know, any blue will do camp, no matter who both candidates get that. Yeah. But how many people are going to vote for Bernie that would not vote for Biden, and then how many people would vote for Biden that would vote for Bernie?
0: <clears throat> I think that's the real that's the real question going into the summer and into the fall, Michael. I really appreciate the call and uh, your your perspective. Let's go to Milana in Detroit. Milana, what's on your mind? Hi, good morning. Hey, go ahead.
6: Yeah, so um, a layer that I wanted to add to the conversation and uh, hear you two talk about was um, what made me, in some ways, a a single-issue voter. Um, I'm mostly concerned about the issue of immigration. Mm -hmm. um, And I would love a more inclusive approach and for deportations to only be focused on proven criminals, like people who've actually done something that is a national threat Mm -hmm. um, and nothing beyond that. You know, I I think that we're built on immigrants. I come from a family of immigrants. Like I just really would love our company to be more open. And the Trump rhetoric is terrifying to me. Um, And the reason I voted for Sanders is because I found his views on immigration and inclusiveness and the grade he got for races a lot more compelling and convincing than biden's Um, and i'm curious to see if you think that that's going to bring biden more to the side i know that his campaign says it but he also does have the stain of as amazing of a person president obama is yeah the deportations deportations.
0: the deportations were out out of control it seemed uh, during the obama administration milana i really appreciate your calling and, uh, and bringing that issue up you know Ron Fournier that when, when you look at the map and the places that Bernie Sanders is doing well uh, or at least doing better there there are lots of immigrated immigration issues in those communities right mm-hmm. uh, he's doing really well among Latino voters for mm-hmm. instance I, mm-hmm. I, I imagine that he did pretty well yesterday in in Dearborn, for instance, I know he was doing really well in Hamtramck. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, That is an issue going forward that that could really come back to bite Joe Biden, I think, Mm -hmm. is this idea that that immigration policy is not just bad under Trump, but has been bad for so long. And you have Democrats like Joe Biden who bear some of the responsibility.
1: I think immigration, trade, the war in Iraq are three issues that Biden's going to have a hard time dealing
0: with in the fall. Uh, Even against Trump, who of course is not uh, any any picnic on this. He will, he
1: will, yeah, he he will, he will divide on immigration and he will claim that uh, he was right on Iraq and uh, trade, even though he's not. Yeah.
0: Okay. Ron Fournier, president of the Truscott Rossman PR firm, Always great to have you here with us. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. Up next, we are going to talk about the first two cases of coronavirus that have been confirmed here in Michigan. What are we supposed to be doing? We'll get the details. Stay with us on Detroit Today.